You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to the Saints Hour, Mike Hoss. Now we are joined with Kai Harley, the Vice President of Football Administration, 15 years with the Saints, 22 years in the league. He's, they call him the cap guru, but as Mickey just said earlier, I mean, it's a, a whole lot more strategy, planning, management, salary cap, roster management. And, and what at least I have learned, uh, Kai, just as the, in the play-by-play job, that there's so much more during the season with your job. And maybe that's because of all the injuries and, and the craziness. But we think of the salary cap after the season and trying to get under it you know, before the start of the season. But when you look at the Saints – and what you have to kind of go through with the injuries and each and every week, it's 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 never ending, right? I mean, it's it's as much seasonal as it is off season. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you that you know your your workflow changes during different parts of the season, and what you're most busy with changes, uh, you know, based on the month of the year uh, and, and where the calendar stands. But you're always going to be busy with something. Um, and there's always a connection or a cost to the things that you do. So you're always keeping an eye out for the present and the future simultaneously. Can you talk about what is the impact of, of injuries? Uh, because if, the, if that player doesn't go on IR, uh, they're still on the active, they're still getting paid, but you got to bring somebody up from the practice squad. And, and then if you, when you do that and, may, and activate them to the 53 on, on Sunday or Saturday, really, uh, I mean, it's, that's, that, that's the, the moving of the money and who gets, you know, uh, that, that's where it gets really tight, right? Yeah, I mean, from purely from a, a salary cap perspective, not from a, you know, uh, player management, uh, roster management perspective, but from a salary cap perspective, each one of these moves, like you have a bank of money, just like everybody has a bank account and you got bills and okay, how do you manage these bills? And well, all of a sudden the player goes down, but well, you still got that bill, right? And now you need somebody on the roster for that weekend's game. There's going to be a cost to that. So now you have to spend more and yet you still can only have your, you know, 55 guys. If you have two activations, two practice squad activations for that week, you still only have 55 and you still only got 48 to play. So, um, you you know, you're adding, so a a practice squad guy uh, who is making, you know, 11,500 a week, now all of a sudden you're activating him and depending on his years of service, um, you know, he could be making anywhere from uh, 36,000, 39,000 a week to, you know, 62,000 for that week. So that's just expanded your, your cost for that week and, Obviously, at the beginning of the year, you're going to budget a, a certain amount to account for that. Um, and, and yet, things happen during a season, and sometimes you have more injuries than you expected, and sometimes you have less. But but this year, because I'm I'm the guy, I'm because of the the number of moves that happen, and you know, because it changes my board. I, I I wait for that Saturday email of roster changes and you know activations because I it was one game earlier this year. There were like seven roster moves on Saturday that included PSEs and that's and so it's been it's been busier in that realm because of injuries this year right because I I see the other teams the other teams don't have five roster moves and they don't even use 
both practice squad. They don't even use both practice squad elevations all the time. I mean, it's been busier this year, right? Uh, certainly it's been busier than we would have hoped. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet it's been a little bit different than the last couple of years where uh, we've had a little bit more roster flexibility with COVID elevations and so forth, um, you know, which COVID presented its own, you know, uh, uh, own issues that you had to navigate. Um, you know, but now whenever you're making these decisions, you're keeping into account, well, you know, how long is the injured player going to be down for? Right. So is the injured player going to be down for a week? Is he going to be down for eight weeks? Like all of that, you know, factors into the decision of whether or not you're going to put the player on injured reserve or whether you're going to keep them on the active, which all has a consequence to it. You know, so you're trying to balance that out. So there'll be some weeks where, yeah, you're going to put a couple of guys down on IR, you're going to sign a couple of guys to the active, and you're still going to have a practice squad elevation. And then there'll be other weeks where, it's just going to be one or two practice squad uh, elevations. So it's going to change from week to week. But at the end of the day, you're focused on who are the players that give us the best opportunity to win that Sunday. And it feels like, it's not all, if, I'm going to try to get two questions in here. Now, it feels like that some of the COVID rules that they've impl- implemented for COVID, they, they like and they, they, they might be, you know, tinkering here or there but I mean to me the 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 expanded practice squad makes so much sense where you get to kind of farm your own people as opposed to you know uh, you know having having a smaller practice squad yeah certainly the the COVID rules of uh, expanded practice squad and the IR returns uh, are, are something that are, are beneficial um, you know they, they've been elements that we've argued for as a club for a number of years. And I guess it took COVID for people to see it our way, <laughs> but, um, you know, but certainly that provides us a lot more flexibility. And, and yet it's still a little bit, the, the, the rules have changed somewhat from COVID and that um, when you look at your IR to returns or you look at the number of elevations, um, the numbers have changed from COVID to now. Um, but yet the, the element of how you get there has remained the same, and that provides us a lot more flexibility, which I think is, is good for us and good for the fans and good for everybody. Yeah, when you're, and speaking of the injured reserve return, it feels like, this is just my, and I've talked to Mickey about this before, but it feels like the decision of the NFL to go from three weeks, you could come back in three weeks to four weeks, man, that, and, but you can only have eight activations like you know throughout that year so they limit the activations but they increased the amount of time you had to stay on IR from three to four and for whatever reason and I may be way off it just feels like they hit a sweet spot there meaning like wow that's tough you know three was easy four ah, it's just it just feels like it's not not just the Saints but for a lot of teams making that decision do we put them on IR do we not put them on IR yeah I mean look if there was an over and under that's that's probably it right on the spot yeah. and yet um, I, I, I agree with you is it, it puts a lot more strategy to the decision, right? Uh, there's a lot more to consider when making that decision. Um, you know, COVID years, we've got three games, you're out, uh, you got a normal hamstring that might be two weeks, might be three. Then, you know, you're, you're, when you're looking at that weekend's game, you're probably going to err on the side of putting them down, but you know, you can get them back quicker and you know that you have unlimited guys to return, <laughs> which we had during COVID. So now when you restrict the numbers of how many guys can return from IR and you expand 
that that number of games that a player is out for, uh, you really have to make sure that that's the decision that you want because you don't want to put a guy down if you think he can help you win in the short term. We need to step aside and take a break. More with Vice President of Football Administration, Kai Harley. This is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you are listening to the saints hour mike also along with kai harley the vice president of football administration and so as you look and these are you know anticipated who knows but they're talking about possibly maybe 2023 looking at the cap being like maybe 220 million. I know we, we don't know that yet. Uh, this team has, you know, you almost become kind of, you know, um, you know, more got a lot of notoriety in the last couple of years because of the amazing work of getting this team way from over the cap to under the cap. Eventually, does that catch up a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, look, every decision you make has a consequence. So, um, you know, obviously nobody anticipated COVID and anticipate the cap going down 16 million, but it did. So, look, we'll, you know, we'll, everybody's projecting this to be around 220, which I would say, looking at past history, is more of an average increase. You would say, you know, we've averaged 10 to 11 million dollars per year uh, in terms of the jump in the cap. So, you know, 220 isn't, you know, a, it, it's good. It's better than less than that, but it's not this grand expansion. Um, that some people may may think it is, um, but every little bit counts. Um, and, and yet, when you look at the overall life cycle um, of your team, you know you're always looking at who's coming up for extension and what are those extensions going to cost, and um, you know who's coming up in the draft, who's coming up in free agency, and how are we going to field the best team, and what are our resources to to do so. So, um, you know, we've always been you know aggressive in our pursuit of of, of talent and aggressive in trying to, to keep the talent that we have. Let's talk about dead cap a little bit, and that's the amount that would remain with the team should a player be traded or released or just walk away, right? I mean, you don't, you don't have to be traded or released. I mean, you, you could walk away, but the team still hit with that dead cap money, right? Yeah, there'll, there'll be dead cap based on whatever signing bonus proration that right. you have still out there for the player. Um, you know, or some people will include that dead cap in terms of money that the player counted that particular uh, regular season before he went out. But 
Um, primarily speaking, most people look at it as just signed bonus proration that's left out there. Is that frustrating? Is that part of the frustrating part of this? Is that you're dealing with, you know, not just players on your roster, but players that, that were on the roster? Yeah, I mean, look, that's part of the calculus. Right. Um, so that, that goes in, and, and yeah, you, you, know, you hope that you can minimize that, that number to the best of your ability, um, you know, but at the same time, there's, there's a cost to your success. Right, and if you said, "Hey, I, I, I it, it's going to be a little painful in terms of dead cap, but yet you can guarantee that you had a competitive roster for an extended period of time," I think most people would take that proposition. Yeah, it's, a, it's I mean, it's a win now mentality across the league. It's not, it's not not just the Saints. So, when you were working for the NFL, I read this, and I'm just curious. It was you were looking at that time, kind of at all 32 teams, and there was a a day when you're talking about cap, and I guess a daily and a yearly reconciliation daily there's a daily reconciliation of the cap across the league yeah yeah i mean look there's a daily reconciliation of our own cap you know like each individual team you know whatever transactions you make there's a cap effect right so you sign a guy you release a guy a guy goes on ir uh whatever the case may be there's a salary cap effect so when i'm working for the league i have to do that for every transaction that comes in and reconcile their cap for that day. That was part of my responsibility. So now being at a club, you know, if you do it for your team to make sure that you're under and and, um, and, and and you're in good operating position moving forward. Can you be over at any point? Technically, no. When, when you look at the league year, there's various points in the year where the evaluation of your team is different. So when the new league year starts, right? you're counting your top 51 paragraph fives on the team, right? You're counting all signing bonus proration, all roster bonus and so forth, but you're only counting your top 51 um, active roster players at the beginning of the league year, right? Now, the reason being is because you have the ability to have 90 players on your roster at that point, right? So as you go through the all season, you go through a training camp before you get the final cuts, you can have 90 players on the roster. So once you get to um, the week before the regular season starts, or you get to that Wednesday before the Thursday night opener, that's when you have full count. Everybody on your roster, their paragraph fives then count against the cap. And one of the other roles, and you've many, that you're working closely with the college personnel, the free agency and the draft, and the signing of free agents. And I thought that was interesting. And I wanted you to get your take because it really was the flexibility there that I was told as to how this team got Rashid Shahid. He wasn't drafted. And so he's out there as a, as a you know, an unrestricted free agent, undrafted free agent. Um, and so you're involved in, you know, there is flexibility there in paying him, you know, maybe more than other teams. And, and that, that, that helped lure him and get him to this team. That was t- Take me through that process a little bit. Okay, I mean, look, I'd say as an organization, we take a lot of pride in um, our college staff being able to identify uh, these particular players and our staff in general uh, in being able to get those players to to come here. And I think we've had a good track record of undrafted players in in my time here. Uh, That being said, the rules have changed (laughs) during my time here. Um, Early on, uh, you would say there was no real cap, per se, on what you could pay the undrafted players, right? It, it counted towards your overall rookie pool, um, but yet if you wanted to give a one particular undrafted player a $200,000 signing bonus, you could. Well, now the rules have changed 
where you have a allotment that you can pay your undrafted players and you're limited to your entire undrafted class of approximately $150,000, you know, in, in, in one league year goes up $5,000, $6,000 a year. Um, and then you are able to guarantee portions of his base salary, um, which you can do that to, to any level that, that you want to, as long as it's not above his minimum salary. So those become the negotiating elements to it. But I would say across the board, it's much more level of a playing field than it was prior to this CBA when you could give a guy any sort of signing bonus um, in that you're convincing the player that you have a vision for him, um, that you have a roster spot for him, and here's where you think his future lies, and the player agreeing with that and then agreeing with the compensation that, that comes with that. So it's it's – it's not necessarily a simplistic process, but yet um, I would say that it's more even across the board um, where every team has an opportunity to try and get a guy to, to come to their team. And finally, and this is, you know, a, you know, kind of broad based, but if you, you know, look, look at sport track and, and what they anticipate that the Saints may be starting 2023, like 70 million over the cap. Again, if these numbers are wrong, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just taking it for what they are. But you don't, and you don't have a lot of, you know, it's signing bonus, roster bonus, option bonus, workout bonus. From a restructuring standpoint, there's not a lot of. I mean, you've done such a great job the last two years to get this team under, and that will be a similar situation for the, for 2023, right? Yeah, like I said, it's it's the the, the price of doing business, and um, you know, certainly we we expected our, our record to be a little bit better than than where we're at, but uh, we're still in the hunt. You know, we're still alive, so. Um, anything we can do to, to push that forward and, and break through that ceiling, we're going to try and do. I hope you had a good holiday, and uh, I hope we have a good start to 2023 in Philadelphia. And as always, you appreciate your time. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Happy holidays. Let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Coming up, he and his staff got a well-deserved game ball following the Cleveland game and didn't play it down. We will talk with the head equipment manager, John Baumgartner, on the challenges presented by those sub-zero temperatures in Cleveland on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 